0: What's up, everyone? This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney in the Southside Bum. And this might be the last episode of the Bumcast we do because we might have to go full fledged golf betting podcast. Because, hell yeah, Baloney, congratulations, back to back majors betting wins. God,
1: God bless Colin Morikawa, my guy um yeah man I was excited this was a fun weekend of of but sports watching but golf in general that guy uh that guy uh won me a a nice chunk of change and in the process also made me look pretty smart so yes (laughs) praise me praise Colin let's talk about it
0: yeah I mean I this is this might have to become a thing now you might have to just scrap all the sports and just talk make this a golf betting podcast and we'll just you know get you know uh get off the laurels of peter here and
1: yeah and you know what sucks is is
0: i'm two for two in the last
1: two majors with john ron and colin warkawa we don't have another major for nine months we got a long wait um i know there's some uh we we, we could bet on the olympics golf golf was in the olympics for the second time ever and we got Ryder cup and you know fedex tournament coming but uh yeah, man, there's going to be a long wait for another major. And I'm itching to get there because I want to keep this train running.
0: Yeah. That's the, when you're on a heater, man, you don't want to, you don't want to go cold. Yeah. You don't want to take any breaks like that. So, um, that's awesome, man. And yeah, I had, I, I, uh, took your bet, but I only put a dollar down on the guy. Cause I mean, when it was plus 3,300 or whatever it was, I was like, ah, I'm just going to do a little dabble here. I had, I had some money on ROM. Um, but now I'm wishing I flipped the the bet size because, yeah, wow, yeah. That, was, that was good.
1: It was yeah, 3,300 to win. I also uh, bet him. I bet him to win. Bet him to place, and then I also had that non-European winner bet. Um, so it was a nice, you know, a nice weekend. But yeah, man, that tournament was fun. I thought um, the course itself wasn't that great, Royal Saint George, um. A lot of the US or British Opens, um, the courses are baked out where the ball just runs and runs and runs. And it's tough putting and, and the course kind of gets out of hand sometimes, which is fun to watch as a golf viewer. Um, This one wasn't the case. I mean, Morikawa finished what minus uh, like 15 under or something. Yeah. 15 under, I think. So the course was gettable. Obviously he was playing out of his mind. Um, But I'm looking forward to next year. So next year they're going to be back at, um, St. Andrews, the home of golf. Um, that course is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, it's just fun to talk golf. We're talking golf to lead the podcast. It was shocking.
0: I'm just especially talking especially golf because this. we want some, we, we want some money and this is unprecedented. Yeah. Bum bets, baloney bets. That's we're, right. We're on That's right. Um, but so last episode of the Bumcast, we talked. I, I did a little teaser action, as you know, they, they like to say, about um, what our topic was going to be for a musical battle. You now, we already did, you know, uh, Beatles versus Tom Petty, and that was a uh, highly contentious. Debatable. Yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation we had. Uh, But that was more of like from a a joke going back from like years that we decided to bring into the limelight here. But the one thing I wanted to get your guys take on. And a couple weeks ago, me and my girlfriend were driving home and we had, we saw the news that Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton finally got married. Good for them. And then the debate came up, like who had, which of Gwen's you know, guys had, a, has a better career, Gavin Rossdale or Blake Shelton. And I was on team Blake, not like on the voice, but I was team Blake and she was firmly team Gavin. So well, I want to know what your guys' take on this is. Who, who do you think of Gwen's two main guys has a better, better career?
1: I mean, it's tough. it's not tough for me I'll correct myself it's Gavin Rosdale by a mile I love Gavin Rosdale um I told you guys post show that I had a Gavin Rosdale story um Bush played at Q101 picnic uh several years ago and Gavin Rosdale went ran into the crowd and was like while singing like high-fiving people and and I legitimately lost my mind for a second And my wife attests to this. She said that I ran like a fangirl, like if it was like one direction or (laughs) hairstyle or something. I just ran straight towards him and like patted him on the back and and gave him a high five while he's singing a goddamn song. So I lost my mind. I'm team Gavin Rossdale for life. You went full fangirl, huh? I went full fangirl for for like, I I honestly might have blacked out because I barely remember the the, (laughs)
0: year. What year was this?
1: This was probably like two, three years ago. It was it was very recent. (laughs) I was hoping maybe like like when
0: you guys first started dating or something, but
1: it wasn't it wasn't at the height of Bush's popularity either. You know, like (laughs) obviously we'll talk about it later, but like Sixteen Stone was a hell of an album, and uh, yeah, no, this was like maybe four years ago tops.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with the team, Blake. I mean, I think Sixteen Stone was a great album, but I don't. I mean, that's what they really had. Like, whereas Blake just has like that mega stardom, like yeah. all his country albums and then the voice and.
1: Uh, the the voice really brought, brought him to the for- forefront because I feel like he was a country star for a long, long time. But then once he got onto the voice, people saw his personality and he's, you know, like this lovable jokey, like down to earth guy and stuff like that. So people like American public just fell in love with him. But um. I don't know. There's something of corny about him. And and as opposed to those, you know, Gavin Razzle is a fucking rock star. All he does is date like supermodels and, and Gwen Stefani. And then he divorced Gwen Stefani and went back to another supermodel. Like that's the fucking rock star lifestyle. And one sneaky, sneaky Gavin Razzle, like uh, like feathering his cap. That movie Constantine. For, I love that movie. For, like, do you remember that movie? And like, no. two, it was like 2004. I want to say it's like that. He was I spent a lot of my 2004 in a. It was a Keanu Reeves movie, in a and he was uh, Gavin Razo was one of the bad guys, and I thought he was a good actor in that movie too.
0: <laughs> Johnny, what are your thoughts on this?
2: So, if I'm gonna compare this uh, to another two artists, because I had a uh, similar uh, conversation with uh, with a friend a while, a while ago who was. Better in Genesis, Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel? Oh, geez.
0: Phil Collins. Phil Collins. You guys all know me. I'm a Phil Collins fan. Hold on, hold on. Stand. So that
2: yeah, that could be a different debate. But this kind of is a, a little similar to that, where ever Rosdale back in the '90s he had an excellent career. I mean, Sixteen Tone Stone. I know we're going to talk about it later, but that's probably one. You know, it, it's definitely one of the uh a, a top a top album for me in the '90s. Um. I didn't know anything about, um, I'm drawing a blank in his name right now. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him (laughs) up until, up until the voice. So I didn't know anything about him as far as like musical career or anything like that, but he did become popular. Obviously, you know, he started dating, married Gwen Stefani and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I think respectively they're kind of in the same because, they both had really good careers. I mean, I mean, uh, Gavin Rosdell had a solo career as well too. I mean, obviously he was with Bush and they had a lot of good albums. Um, but I would say, respectively, they're they're equal. I, I can't pick either one because I'm I, I'm not I, I don't I didn't listen to anything that he he's uh, Shelton that he's he's played or CDs music. I'll, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, but we're not country boys. Yeah, yeah that's but as it's but tough. as far as popularity, I, I think, you know, I would say they're both equal. I mean, they both had a really good career. So I'm going to call truce on that one.
1: Okay. You, you know what's you know what's kind of bullshit, though? I will say, obviously, after The Voice and after he gained his popularity, him being voted sexiest man alive is a farce, <laughs> man. Like, obviously, if, if you're on Team Blake, you're going to use that as like a feather in his cap. But if we're putting them side by side, Gavin Rosdale. There's no bones about it. He's a fucking sex dynamo compared to fucking podunk <laughs> country boy.
0: I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. I mean, when I because that's like one of the most like mind boggling sexiest man alive. Yeah. Ones. And then I remember the what, what they gave uh, Prince William it one year and now he's bald and dad bodding and everything. And
1: yeah, man. I mean, I'm just saying like sexiest man alive. Congratulations. You won it <laughs> fair and square, apparently. But if you put Gavin Rosdale and Blake Shelton side by side, Gavin Rosdale makes Blake Shelton look like a fucking bag of Doritos.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love, you know, Bush and all that. Um, <laughs> talk about the 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 band Bush. <laughs> that's, that's 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 gonna be a sound clip. Um, I thought we were gonna
2: brain. I thought we were gonna make this PG
1: today.
0: <laughs> oh no, we're not we'll, we'll um, talk about that later when we talk
1: the
0: <laughs> albums yes but I, I i just think as far as career wise i think it was it was blake yeah from, blake, blake for is
1: for sure i mean he sold more record obviously people that buy country music buy country music albums by i mean millions so he's had like if, if we're just putting their resumes next to each other blake shelton is the obvious answer but I, like i said i'm just gonna always gonna be getting team <laughs> gavin rosdale
0: well, if you're, if you're listening to this, feel free to chime in on your opinion. Are you Team Gavin or Team Blake? Um, definitely be interesting to see what some of the other listeners think out there. But as so you guys have mentioned, we're in a couple of minutes here. We kind of decided to go like a musical journey on this podcast and uh, list our top albums of the 90s across all genres, but we'll get into that in a minute here. But first, thing I want to say... Um, a couple small news and notes here. Uh, Duncan Keith decided, well, I shouldn't say decided, but he got traded. He wanted, he wanted to be traded yeah. someplace closer to his family in Canada, um, Western Canada. So Hawks finally pulled it off. They traded him to Edmonton for um, some guy named Caleb in the third round draft pick. Um, so all I can say is, you know, Thank you, Duncan, for all those great years and the memories and bringing us the cups and being one of the longest tenured Blackhawks on the team. And now the only, only ones you got left from the dynasty are Kane and Taves.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, obviously the good years have, have gone by the wayside when we're talking about the Blackhawks. But I mean, yeah, all we can say is thank you for to Duncan Keith, man. He put his body on the line week in week out year in and year out Um, and people forget he was here for the bad years too this guy put in a lot of time wearing the uh, the Blackhawks jersey and like obviously at that at this point of his career you kind of give him whatever he wants because he's earned it right he's earned to kind of call the shots on how, how he wants to end his career so I was glad they were able to make the trade the trade itself you know, freeze up cap room, um, yeah, said some five, guy and named Caleb. five and a half million. You said some guy named Caleb, Caleb Jones, um, what it's, it sets Jones brother and also Popeye Jones, former NBA player is, is the dad. So they come from an athletic family. He's not bad, man. So, um, they got some, something in return. The main thing is the cap space. Um, but, yeah, it, look, all we can say is thank you because like obviously everybody remembers, you know, get him getting his teeth knocked out and and you know the parade speech and stuff like that. His uh There's anybody nothing...
0: know a good dentist?
1: Yeah. And, and not only that but also the like the brave quote, you know. Um it was just fun, man. It was just fun watching him play nothing but respect to uh Duncan Keith. Obviously his jersey hopefully will be retired sometime sooner rather
0: than later because he's earned it. Yeah. And if getting Caleb Jones helps us get Seth Jones, his brother, which I yeah here so is not a bad hockey hockey player himself. Yeah, I'll take, so they, I'll take
1: that. They, the rumors were that Seth Jones said he wouldn't
0: mind playing in Chicago. So good this for is gonna, this husband, is going to be uh, when Sac were trying to sign Machado and they signed up all his family.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They signed his they signed his cousin and his brother-in-law yeah. and like you know, his dentist and whoever else they could find. And then Manny Machado didn't matter.
0: Nope, we didn't want to play with his family. Let's just hope that doesn't happen to the to the Blackhawks and they can actually get the brothers on the ice together. Um you
1: know what you know what one last thing I will say, not about Duncan Keith, but about us in general, because I remember Popeye Jones as a basketball player growing up. It's crazy now that we're older you know like all these athletes kids are now in leagues and it's like oh i remember his dad playing like holy shit like same thing with like fernando tatis and, and vlad guerrero jr and stuff like that it's a fucking tough pill to swallow when we're the old guys like oh remember his dad playing in the league that sucks
0: yeah johnny anything on duncan keith
2: No, but uh, now I'm feeling kind of old now. It's feeling like this is like the old man podcast now. (laughs) Back in my day. I Yeah. Now I feel
0: old. Next thing you know, all 17 of Sean Kemp's kids are going to be coming up. (laughs) Be getting drafted. The
1: the rain man. (laughs) He he could have one in each sport have a hockey player a basketball player a baseball player <laughs>
0: just put yeah put one in each sport and hope one of them hits and then he can get, live off the generational wealth because after all those his uh baby daddy child payments i'm sure he don't have much money left
1: sean kemp what if now, now we're dating ourselves with these <laughs> references Popeye jones and sean kemp you guys um, remember shasta
0: i do oh uh, um another note i got here bears and alan robinson did not agree to a long-term contact extension before the franchise tag deadline. So now he will play his one year at like whatever it is, 17 and a half million. So I didn't think this was going to happen because pace kind of fucked up that salary cap for the past couple years. Didn't really have a lot of wiggle room unless you got rid of Hicks or cut Jimmy Graham and a couple other guys that probably aren't going to be here long-term, but He didn't. So here we are, Allen Robinson, one year, hopefully he he likes Justin Fields and that forces him to stick around, but just every time pace does something great, like drafting Justin Fields, he always seems to fuck it up with something else. It's
1: well, that being said, I know. I mean, obviously, yeah. Pace has fucked up the salary cap before. Um, Even if we had the salary cap money, there's no saying Allen Robinson wanted to stay by all accounts by the end of last year, he was sick of us he, and he was sick of Chicago and the franchise in general. So yeah, he got his franchise tag and he, he's forced to stay and I, and he's a professional. So I expect, you know, big things again from a-, a Rob, but even if they did have the money, there's no guaranteeing he would have signed with us regardless.
0: That's true. I mean, he could have already just been sick of pace and Nagy. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying us
1: <laughs> as Chicagoans, but like he seems to be sick of Nagy and, and the franchise.
0: Yeah, well, it's, that's what I'm saying. Let's hope Justin Fields, once he starts getting on the field and chucking forty-yard bombs to Allen Robinson, let's hope that changes his mind about wanting to stay. Because the last thing we need is Justin Fields coming into his prime, and we don't have a big number one to have him slinging passes to. That just—it's again—it's just, it's, again, it's just going to be one of those things where we're going to miss our window on stuff. We had a great defense. And then we missed our window because we we had a shit quarterback with Mitch. Now we got a quarterback, and who knows what the defense looks like they're regressing a little bit. And you know, we might not have a number a big number one wide receiver next year. So I hope I hope I'm, you know, claiming sky is falling here and nothing really bad's gonna happen and all work out in the end. But it just seems like that life of a Bears fan where we just can never have that, you know, great offense and great defense at the same time same time
1: yeah let's just hope you know darnell mooney develops cole Komet develops and uh we'll go from there if if a rob doesn't sign then we got to get another free agent wide receiver um keep drafting them and see what happens but yeah it kind of sucks i like a rob a lot but i mean he's he's earned the right to you know free agency well we don't have a first round draft pick next year either so well second third fourth who cares just keep drafting these motherfuckers
0: (laughs) yeah Alright, um, so as we as we were stated earlier we were trying to keep this a kind of a music centric podcast today so we're talking about Gavin and Blake and now we decided that we were going to just throw out our top five albums of the 90s across any genre so and I had a I gotta be honest, I had a really hard time because I was a lot of rap and rock in the 90s in my childhood so trying to figure out between all the biggies and Tupac's and Jay-Z's and death row. It was hard. And then, you know, throw some rock albums. So I'm not necessarily, I'm going to, I'm going to start these off with my picks because you guys thought I was going to go full rage and Dre and Jay-Z, which I'm not, I'm not. Those are only one of those is on my list, but I necessarily, some of these are albums that I really like. And some of these, I just think were albums that were, just great for just for the nineties, like it's a top selling album. Um, So my first one is my only rap selection. And that's Dr. Dre's the chronic. Okay. So
1: that's, the one, that's, you, that's,
0: gonna, that's the one you, that's, that's the not, one you got, right?
1: That's I mean, and it's not a surprise, not just for you, but I think anybody our age that listens to hip hop would think that, um, the, the I mean, the chronic was so influential. So yeah, and it's, these aren't, it's not, it's, is this not in any order because i guess yeah, it's, my it's not yeah it's
0: it's not in, these aren't in any order so okay. these are i'm not power ranking my albums here these are just i'm just throwing i'm throwing shit against the wall and hopefully some of the you some of you guys like the my picks here um second one i got is green days dookie i love it that's a good one i i i love I mean, that i
2: mean i i would... I remember like waking up every sa- like every Saturday morning they would have that when Dookie came out those videos when I come around was always playing every time I woke up. I remember how bad yeah. that album was. Yeah.
0: yeah, that that album I I think I was what eighth grade when that came out or something like seventh grade or something like that and that that was just a I think I burned out my portable wall cd player playing that thing so much
2: <laughs> no, we're just so we're batteries. dating ourselves
0: oh man <laughs> anti the
2: this skip definitely became the old man podcast
1: <laughs> anti-skip technology remember when that came yep. out that's like, that's the sh- first
0: that's the first one i had was anti when they had anti-skip on there we could shake our portable cd players <laughs> and
1: nothing could happen
0: <laughs> that was amazing um next one i got aerosmith get a grip
1: Ooh, Classic. Okay. That uh well that's is that the one. one with Crazy? Yeah, that Crazy v- Crying. Music video? And,
0: yeah, Crazy that, with that, Crying and all
1: that. Yeah. The the music video for Crazy, I mean, changed me from a boy to a man. That's like, I
0: that still was, think that's the sexiest music video of all time.
1: But that, that was no, that
2: has Silverstone and live, yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. you
0: got the you know, young, then they're doing like their whole lesbianic tendencies, and you got even for the ladies they got the naked guy running at the end they got strippers they got schoolgirl uniforms they got tight leather pants it's (laughs) something for everyone in that video it's the sexiest video of all time and no one will ever change my mind about that because i agree yeah um next one nirvana never mind i mean that's just just nirvana enough said um And the last one, which you guys are probably going to say is a big, big shock here for me saying this because um, I'm not like a big, huge fan of their, theirs, but I think this album is probably one of the best ones in the 90s. Red Hot Chili Peppers, California Cation.
2: Mm.
1: Did they come out in the 90s? Tasty choice.
0: 99. Yes. Yeah, they oh, came out. man.
1: Because yeah. if we were going to, I don't have them on my list. If I were to choose a Red Hot Chili Peppers album, I thought maybe blood sugar, sex, magic. Well,
0: that's, that could go coincide, but I feel like like California, California occasion, that got just a shit ton of airplay. Yeah. And like every time you went to a club or something, there was always some remix of it or something of that, that album. So it was a very influential album. Not, you know, not only on the radio, but in just in music in general. Um, So yeah. And then, I can, we can go over some honorable mentions later. Cause I have like a million, but yeah, that's, we, I have a million too. I kind of want to go.
1: I want Johnny to go next because I know Jason, you had a couple of mine already and I want to okay. see if Johnny kind of rounds out my, my list.
2: Uh, okay. So I was, uh, at first I, I had pretty much the top five, ready to go and then all of a sudden when i kept on going through the list of all the ones that i loved i had kept on changing it around but i will say one thing that i do agree on jason's list uh Cation was one of my uh top five for sure i used to play that religiously from beginning to end that was just such a great album the guitar licks um, on that album just Ta- ridiculous oh yeah yeah absolutely um stone temple pilots core their their first album, um, from beginning to end. I mean, I I am a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan, yeah. and that one just did it with me. I remember the first time I actually listened to it. My uncle Paul used to live upstairs at my grandmother's house, and he used to have the five uh, speaker system. And when he he cranked that, he used to play his music loud. And I, when I first heard it, I was just like a, it was like a light bulb that just came out. So I mean, I remember that. Uh, probably no surprise to a lot of people. I'm a huge Oasis fan. What's the story? Morning Glories is, is uh, another t- top uh, of mine um i'm just i mean wonderwall um i mean i just from beginning and i just i just love that everybody obviously picks wonderwall as, as it, i mean that was just such a huge huge song ba- back in the day um i i, I, I like the actual name of the song too was story morning girl i thought that was yeah. a very good song well too um and just a lot of other ones that they had on there um sublime uh the self-titled album subline um was probably one of my favorites as well too i mean once again from beginning to end if people who are not familiar with the 90s some of the younger ones or people who don't know about it listen to it they had a lot of great great stuff in that um in that album um let's see so i say california and the last one i'm a huge pumpkins fan uh, a lot of ones that you, you could pick off, uh, off the pumpkins, but that Melancholy, that double album. I mean, that's just a classic album. I mean, that was one of my honorable the video mentions that came out. Yeah. Same. Yeah. In, in 1979. I mean, tonight, tonight, I mean, just, I could go on from like everything for, for the, 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 both of the albums were, were great. I, I know there was a lot of uh, skepticism about them bringing that stuff out after they had um, a, a really good, um, uh their 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 album before siamese, siamese
1: Dream. so that's why i couldn't uh, yeah. pick them i didn't pick a pumpkins album because i couldn't pick be, pick between them two they kind of like split the right. middle so so yeah. that
2: was one of the things like they were like oh gosh like are you gonna do a double album like are you guys gonna succeed and they just blew it out of the water i remember they were just on top of the world back back in that year so
1: I remember um, yeah I go ahead I,
2: I have a ton a ton of honorable mentions but yeah those are my top five
1: so I'm gonna piggyback just a real quick on Melancholy and Infinite Sands because I got that I got the double album for Christmas whenever the year it came out. would did it come out like 97,
0: 98? Uh yeah, no, it came those, it right? came out like, in 95,
1: 96. Or... Okay, maybe 96. Anyway, I got it for Christmas that year, and one of the song's name is Fuck You. And obviously, my mom didn't know that. Um, so my dad saw it, and he's like, What is this? And I'm like, it's <laughs> rock and roll, man.
0: It might have been '97. It might have been '97. Yeah. Uh, either way, one of those. So years? shout out
1: Billy Corgan. He got me in trouble. Christmas, Christmas Day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you guys had, um, between you two, you guys hit on a couple of mine. And I will say this is uh, obviously subjective because it's my personal top five. So there's going to be people saying like, I can't believe you guys don't have you know Pearl Jam and we'll get to some honorable mentions. But my first one, number five, I did rank them. Uh, Sublime, 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 uh, self-titled. Um, that album from top to bottom, just unbelievable. And it sucks. It was their last album after, you yeah. know, Bradley Noel yes. died because who knows what kind of levels, what kind of music they would have achieved. Because that CD was so goddamn good. And it was a shame. Like we never got to see what was next because I still, I mean, straight through the, and all of these albums are albums. I could go straight through top to bottom and just listen to the whole thing. But yeah, that sublime album was uh, something special. My number four, Johnny, you had that one as well. Um, What's the story morning glory. There's no surprise. We've talked about Oasis on this podcast before, but yeah, everybody knows, like you said, Wonderwall was the, you know, their greatest hit. But Don't Look Back in Anger, some might say. Champagne Supernova, Roll With It. That album, Top to Bottom, was awesome. Um, my number three, and I went back and forth. Jason, you had The Chronic, and I went with its con- it, his counterpart, um, Snoop
0: Dogg's Doggy Style.
1: That yeah, album, that
0: was another honorable mention for me.
1: Like one, the album yeah. cover itself, you know, with the cartoon drawings and stuff like that. Um, but I specifically gravitated more towards Snoop Dogg than Dr. Dre, and I don't know if it was the rap style and stuff like that, but like that that album, um, G Funk intro, Gin and Juice, Lottie Dadi, Murder Was the Case, Who Am I, and my personal favorite to this day, I think maybe my favorite rap line of all time and it's one of my favorite rap songs ain't no fun if the homies can't have none and this is where i'm going to tell you guys if your family members turn it off or mute it because <laughs> my favorite rap lyric to sing to this day guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth like, <laughs> i sang that as a kid and now I still sing it as a grown ass man with two kids. Um, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's doggy style. Uh, oh, it's good. My number two is uh, many people won't have that in their number two, but they changed um, the way I listen to music basically. Um, Weezer's Blue Album, Ooh, um, pick. from the beginning to end. Um, as soon as my name is Jonas hit. I heard it as a kid that moved from the suburbs, I mean, from the Chicago to the suburbs, and they rapped about things, or I mean, they rapped, they sung uh, about things I didn't think, like, you were able to sing about in music. Like, um, in the garage, they basically rap, sing about um, X-Men, and uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and Kiss, they, they bring up Kiss. And, and it's just like something like I yeah. j- had never listened to. I'm like, these guys are nerds. These guys are singing about things I like. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, I could relate to it. And, and obviously, you know, Buddy Holly and Sweater Song, you know, and saying So these were huge, huge things, uh, huge singles. But In the Garage was when I heard that song. I was like, holy cow, these guys are singing about like my life, basically. And then my final one, mm-hmm. you mentioned it, Dookie. Now, uh, Green Day Dookie, I think, was my first CD I ever had. Um, Longview, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case, She, When I Come Around. Um, before that, I think I, all I did was listen to rap before that. Um, I was huge into, obviously, West Coast rap at the time. Everybody was into Dre and Snoop Dogg and um, even like, you know, Puff Daddy and, 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 and whatever um, Notorious B.I.G. was doing. And then I got Green Day's Dookie, and that sent me on a completely different path music wise. I mean, it changed my life because I went from only hip hop to now I'm listening to these guys, you know, punk rock basically. And basically, Green Day led me to Weezer, that led me to Blink 182, and then, you know, on and on and on. And now I still listen to pop punk to this day. So, Green Day's Dookie is my number one.
0: Cool. Yeah, a, no, that's a really great album. Um, some of the honorable mentions for me, you guys already mentioned like the Melancholy, Infinite, Sadness. Um, definitely for me as well. Um, Offspring, Americana. Yeah. Love that. Rage Against the Machine, their first out. Well, self-titled too. The self-titled. Uh, Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. Blink, Enema of the State. Um was the one I did. Oh, and I wasn't a big fan of this album, but you can't deny its influence in the 90s, but Jagged Little Pill.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a gigantic album. I love that album. I like yeah. I, I, I like that album a
0: lot. But yeah, Nas Illmatic, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, like Biggie, Ready to Die, like those, a lot of those, even Backstreet Boys Millennium, you know, like just, just yeah. a lot of honorable mentions that I couldn't, I was having a hard time trying to figure out my my list. So um, what about you guys?
2: I got a long list, but I'll, I'll do it real quick. So yeah. Um, Anything, uh, the Fuji's the score, anything from a tripod a tri- yep. quest, obviously all the, uh, you know, Tupac and Biggie and, you know, Dr. J, you guys mentioned it as well too. Bone Thugs, I was big in the hip-hop, mm. you know, and the gangster rap and all that. Um, any 311, um, any radio oh. hit album. Um, one of my favorites, I know a lot of people like, okay, computer and all that, but I love uh, Kid A. Um, Pablo Honey was another one as well too. Uh, Weezer, how you mentioned, uh, a little late in the game in the uh, late '90s. Uh, Blink One Eight Two, Edema of the State. Yeah. Corn. Uh, any of those first four albums? Alice Allison Chains, Dirt, Pearl Jam, Ten, Green Day. You mentioned it. Uh, Foo. Any uh, Foo Fighters? Uh, the Color of the Shape. And there's nothing left to lose. Offspring, Smash, Bush, Sixteen Stone. Um, I mean, so is there control.
0: is there any album in the '90s you didn't like? Let's put it. Let's start with that.
2: No, I mean, these are all, I I could easily, I could easily put these on my top five. I I, seriously, I had, I'm, I'm a big music lover that anybody who knows me, I'm a big music lover. So, um, I mean, those can easily have been a top, top five on anybody's uh, list from, from the nineties, but, um, but yeah, I could have named a lot more, but I I had to stop. I had to stop myself.
1: So. I like likewise I think I have 20 of them on here you guys mentioned some of them the first one and the reason I I mean we come we thought about this because of our bush discussion 16 stone like Johnny said that album front to back was something special and that one was the first one left off my list it's my number six if we were going to rank them and stuff like that and the reason I didn't put a Nirvana album or or, or never Jason you had um you had Nevermind on there right Yes, I did. Uh, the only reason I didn't have Nevermind on there was because I thought their Nirvana Unplugged album was better. But the problem is Nirvana Unplugged is basically like a greatest hits. But that Nirvana Unplugged album, I might have listened to no less than a thousand times. Um, the one was a little bit too young for me, but then I went back and listened to it like as a grown, grown man, basically. Guns and Roses, Lose Your Illusion, one and two. Um, I didn't listen to it at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, that was a gigantic album. Same thing with U2's Achtung Baby. That was their, probably their best album of the nineties. And that one's heavy, heavy hitting, um, Pearl Jam's Vitality, um, shout out Uncle Peppy, He said Depeche Mode's Violator. That one's an awesome album. Um, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. That was, uh, Amy, uh, Amy Brown, uh, suggested that one. But there's a bunch of them, man. I could keep going. REM's Automatic for the People. We're just naming ninety albums, though. So maybe we can, I'm yeah, gonna stop. That. At this point, you're,
0: yeah. At this point, you guys are just naming. They're all awesome, though. Like, what what didn't what didn't you like? You know, like, um. So yeah, if if you're listening, you know, comment on our tweet us, set us an Instagram, but let us know what you guys think were the top albums of the '90s because we definitely like to hear if some of your picks match up with ours. Definitely a lot of good picks there. Um, I mean, nostalgia. Right, get back we're some...
1: suckers Suckers for nostalgia
0: That's right, we are Let's get back to some sports talk here Because we got some Sox news And I have to I have to eat some crow I have to do something I don't like doing very often And that's admitting I was wrong Um, You were what? Wrong
1: Hold on, I think you're The there must be something like, must stop. yeah, there's you like an internet useful. connection. You're glitching.
0: No, no, louder, no. louder for the people <laughs> in the back. I was not correct. <laughs> okay. Let me just say that.
1: And what, um, and what were you wrong about?
0: So the Sox extended Lance Lynn for two years with a option year in 2024. And as we met, we meant or talked about many a times in offseason podcast for the Sox. I was not a fan of the trade at first because I didn't like them giving up six years of control of Dane Dunning for one year of Lance Lynn. I did not think that Uncle Jerry was going to pony up the money. And it was basically telling the Sox you have a win now window of 2021 and all this. So now I am going on record and saying that because Lance Lynn got extended for potential extra three years. The trade is very well worth it. Um, thank you, Dane Dunning for all your contributions. Good luck on your future endeavors. Lance Lynn, you have won me over. I love when you called people slap dick motherfuckers and you're just shouting big F bombs coming off the mound. He's, he's South at heart. He's the new AJ He's he should have been here for the past ten years. Where 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 were you? I didn't know I needed you in my life all this time, Lance Lynn, but yes. Um I I am thoroughly on board with that that trade being a win for the Sox now.
1: I mean, he's been everything we've asked for and then some, right? I mean, he came in to the South Side with a lot of hype and he's lived up to it. He's awesome. He's exactly what we needed. He's a steady Reliable shutdown pitcher, and I know you uh complained about you know giving up Dane Dunning, who looked promising at times, and he's young, and he had control. But I just looked up Dane Dunning stats today: three wins, six losses, four point two two ERA. Well, he's also on
0: those shitty ass Rangers, though. So. Yeah,
1: and I give I'll give him that part. But regardless. We just didn't know what Dane Dunning was. We know what Lance Lynn is. He's a fucking stud and we love him. And and he's been, like you said, he fits in to the South side. um, Basically just like, like he's one of our own. He's, he's been here a short time, but he's won everyone over. So I'm excited. We're all excited.
0: Yeah. Now it's going to be interesting to see if the Sox actually go and extend Rodan because either way they have to make room for Kopech next year. And, I know there's only one year left on Dallas's contract after this year. So do they move Dallas in the offseason for some, for some couple prospects or do they not resign Carlos? I, I don't know, but if this is the, if you ask me right now, put a gun to my head who I want pitching in the playoffs, Dallas or Roldan, it's going to be Roldan 10 times out of 10. I don't want Dallas sniffing a playoff roster right now. He's just been whole kinds of yuck, um. So I really hope that with Lynn staying now, that they can find a way to keep Kopech in that rotation. Because if you saw him pitch today, that fucking guy, him, Rodon and then and Kopech just shut down the Astros. And today, Hendricks, like, yeah, and, 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 Hendri- and Hendricks too. And yes, but so
1: that's what I had written down. Is we talked about on a previous podcast, but going from like you know a shutdown starter to Kopech to Hendricks is basically a cheat code when they're on, that's a guaranteed win. It's they're unhittable, you know, Kopech and Hendricks are lights out stuff. And when Radon's pitching like he's doing and Lance Lynn and, and, you know, like geo seems to be turning it around. Um, it's very good problems to have, uh, come September and October. And I know, yeah, you mentioned Jason, I, I, I still think they could sign Carlos, um, Maybe, you know, they stuck by him when they didn't have to, maybe he gives us a little bit of a hometown discount for that loyalty. We, we always knock Jerry's loyalty, basically Jerry rides, loyalty, but in this case, it might benefit us because they could have easily, they were looking and they could have easily not signed them back last year. Um, we gave them a chance, obviously the injuries and stuff happened previously, but now, hopefully, I think I think there's a good chance we could still sign Carlos.
2: Yeah, one of the things about you know with with Carlos is he's a you know it's a Boris guy, so he's probably going to be asking for a bunch of money. But it's like how you mentioned that you know, you know Jerry brought him back. You know, with all the injuries, they, I mean, they could easily gave up on him, but but they didn't, and they brought him back, and now he rejuvenated his career um, and. Everybody's super excited for him, regardless if you're a Sox fan. Just in general, I mean, that's just a great story. I mean, got a no hitter. Um, probably he's in contention to be um, a Cy Young award winner this year as well too. So, um, but yeah, it could go either way. Either he's going to command five years, hundred million somewhere else, or he's going to you know hopefully give us that discount. sees sees what the Sox are doing for the next ten years. And maybe uh, you know, Han, Hans really well with the contracts. I mean, th- over the past, you know, signing Abreu and Sale to these like really friendly uh, contracts. Hopefully, he could get Rodon to sign something similar, and you know, maybe a seventy-five million dollar contract for you know maybe three years or whatever, but um, three or four years. But um, I mean, I, I would love to have Rodon back. Obviously, you know, it would be great. But obviously they, the Sox know, too, that they have um, Kopech in the wings. Obviously, they're not going to move Cease whatsoever. So if the, Rodon does go, we do have that insurance that, you know, Kopech uh, can't slot into uh, the, the pitching rotation for, for the next couple of years but I, I would love to have Rodon back. Absolutely. Like, I, I hope it happens, you know, what's kind of like a wait and see, hopefully maybe they get something done just kind of like similar to what they did with Lance Linda. I think that would be real cool. I know it probably won't happen, but um, I mean, we're, we're all wishful thinking hopefully it happens.
1: So I had a question for you guys, because I know we had mentioned it, especially, you know, preseason talks and, and different things like that. But now that the season's going and we see with our own eyes, what's going on, would you be okay with, you know, obviously, Lance Lynn resigns. If they resign Carlos Rodon, then maybe Lucas
0: Giolito walks. Um, TBD. I mean, boy, well, I'm asking you a question, answering now. <laughs> no, I know. I no. I mean, like, I I need this... the for me the jury's still out because he had those. He had the great 19 and 20. Started off hot, then the whole sticky sticky stuff came. And he kind of fell off a little bit, um, so I want to see if he can keep it up or not. And if he pitches like he did today, then hell yeah.
1: No, but I'm saying you could only pick one. I I, I don't think they're re-signing all three, right? Uh,
2: um, uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's just no. too much. That's just too much to tie up for. So that's a,
1: so that's what I'm asking. If I guarantee you that Rick Hahn can sign Lance Lynn and and Carlos Rodon, then Maybe Lucas Giolito walks because he can't afford both.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you're gonna have to eventually find a spot for Crochet too. I don't think he's gonna unless he's gonna be traded at some point, which I don't think he would be. Um, you're gonna have to find some place for him in the rotation because I think he's a he's a rotation guy in the going forward. It's it's gonna be tricky because you're right, Johnny. That I didn't think of the fact that Rodan has Boris and. This might be his only ca- chance to cash in. Yeah. Um, and
1: and he's been like, I mean, quote unquote journey, journeyman. So so he's looking to get paid.
0: He's, yeah, he's, he's gonna. he's like, he he's might just take this one year and try to break the bank, and ho- hopefully he probably rolling the dice that he stays healthy. So, and you know how Jerry is with with pitchers and long term deals. I mean, the Lansing got the standard White Sox deal of three years. Basically that's, that's what socks give yeah. pitchers. It's that I think Danks was the only guy they ever gave a five-year deal to. And look how that worked out for us.
1: Well, that being said, at the time we all thought Danks was going to be the guy. Right? No, exactly. I mean, I, and we, like,
0: I, we all, yeah, we all did. But I'm saying like, this is, this is that probably like sour Jerry to giving further long-term deals for pitchers he just doesn't do that they it's always a st- it's always like a three-year deal for for them so i i think that probably Rodon is probably more than likely gonna walk and then crochet takes his spot and then dallas walks after 2022 and then i'm sorry i didn't mean to say crochet i meant gonna say kopeck and then crochet takes dallas's spot that's how i'm that's how i think it, it pans out
1: all right. So this seems I could, like I could like, be,
0: I could be not correct
1: again. It seems so. like we're going down like a negative path talking about contract extensions and resigning stuff. We had a good weekend. Let's talk about this weekend.
0: Yes. Let's talk about this weekend. The, the, the long national nightmare is over. We beat the Astros at home two out of three games. I was almost ready to, to get on the ledge there on Friday when they got their asses handed to them coming off the all-star break break. We could talk about the All Star break in a couple of minutes here too, but I, I that Friday game came, I was like, "God damn it, they just cannot fucking beat the Astros," and then they come out Saturday and put up a fucking ten spot on them, and then today just do shut shut them down with Rodan and Kopech, and phew, Sox fans can breathe a sigh of relief now. Now I don't feel as bad if we have to, when we probably eventually will meet them in the playoffs. So that's what I was worried about. Not, not, not worried about the
1: Astros. I was worried about me saying on a previous podcast that I'm not worried about the Astros. And then they went and got swept by the Astros. And then they got their ass kicked on Friday. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I've fucking jinxed them ever since I said I'm not worried <laughs> about the Astros. So I want it on record now that the Saturday and Sunday game it's back on. We're not worried about the Astros. <laughs> I mean, today was a blueprint, right? I mean, you shut down, um, you just throw freaking what do you you just shove. What is you your shove. quote? Yeah, you just, you shove. just shove. You just and, fucking throw heat and it's unhittable and we win games.
0: And, and that's the way to that's the way and to and do next it. Next time, next time they face us, we're going to have Eloy and Lou Bob and Grindal all here and it's we're going to be firing on all cylinders and it's going to be a whole lot of whole lot of joy on the south side.
2: I will say one thing on Friday's game. Cease didn't pitch that bad. I mean, he he, he pitched a great game. The only problem is that his defense and offense were sleeping.
0: Cease so bad about Lurie Garcia. I, he had a bad I, weekend. I, hey, <laughs> hands yeah. hand up. And, hey I,
2: hey, I admit it. At least I'll admit, hey, he's not playing well. You, it takes like four. 30 days 60 days to, to admit something and
1: oh, half a season it took yeah. a half, half a season for jason to admit well yeah we'll and, then, pro- and then
0: what happened is as soon as i said something nice he goes back to his suckiness
1: well yeah, yeah he had a bad weekend and it's That's tough Did coming i, on- I
0: cursed Lori by saying something nice. i was about, about to him. say
1: it's it's c- tough coming off the all-star break because my defense for Lurie was going to be, he's just played a bunch of games. He's been playing more games than I thought he would, should and was going to, but he had a break. And then this weekend happened and he didn't look good. So yeah, maybe he needs a little more days off.
0: But yeah. uh, I think he but, needs yeah. a lot more days off. And I want to see more Jake Berger because he finally hit his first smash burger of his career, which was, I was at the game end and it was whoo. Right over my head on that one. He hit that one almost at a concourse. Um, I still want to see Burger and getting some more reps at second, even if it's only for like a half inning or something, or a half game or something. Put him in just for, uh, see what he's got at second. I, because I, I, w- I really want to see m- more of Burger, Sheets, and Mancata all in this, all in the lineup at the same time instead of trying to mix and match, DHing them all. So I think I think when those three are in, it's it's gonna be good hitting for the Sox. Um, that being said, All Star break, a little pissed that TA didn't get a bat and Rodon didn't get the pitch, but hey, kind of worked out for our advantage that you know Rodon just came in and on twelve days rest and fucking shoved the Astros. That's,
1: so I I saw your tweet. It sucked about TA, but TA was a last minute call up basically. Yeah. And he was he he deserved to be an all-star. But he was like last man on the roster. I wasn't mad that he didn't get um, but like especially on. I don't want my players playing the all-star. I want them to be right. all-stars. Rest. I want them to, you know, get that, you know, like check on their resume because they all deserve it. But when it comes to the game, especially now that the games don't matter again get them off the field as soon as possible. I don't want them to see them pitching, batting, or doing whatever.
0: Yeah, so All-Star game, I think the biggest take out of that All-Star was the All-Star break was the home run derby where the one and only Boob Nightingale once again got it wrong and tweeted that Shohan Itani advanced, the crowd went crazy and ESPN had a sigh of relief and then he proceeded to to lose to Juan Soto. I don't know how that motherfucker Fucking keeps on Bob getting Knight it wrong. Here, gets it's it wrong all the time. But that talk about going down in infamy of one of of tweets right there. I just, uh, I mean this is
1: a foreshadowing to next segment or future segments. I'm switching my bums of the week from what <laughs> I previously had to freaking USA Today. How does this guy still have a job? It's like week in and week out with Bob Nightingale. I tweeted at him after you you tweeted that that tweet of his. He's the worst of all time, right? He's the woke. He's the woke of sports journalism. It's unbelievable how bad he is. And at this point, I almost thought he was doing it on purpose. Like he's trolling the sports media
0: on purpose, but he's not. He's just that bad at his job. He is. And I don't know what he was watching that that he saw that Otani – got through but it was very clear that he did not he he tied those first two rounds i will say and i don't want to defend bob nightingale but i'm going to
1: only because this home run derby was tough to follow at times between you know the home run tracking and the counters and all the different rules that they had this was a tough viewing like i call us old or me old man yelling at clouds i liked when it was only you get 10 outs and then you do your thing yeah the shot clock thing and the different bonuses and and at, sometimes they don't even show the balls leaving the yard or like where they land they don't have like a distance tracker right because like they're so it
0: was there's so racing funk. against the clock cuz remember yeah, the old home like run it. the old home run derbies you couldn't throw the other pitch until that ball landed
1: yeah so like some some of these bombs were going like halfway to freaking, I was about to say, the I was going to say Poughkeepsie, but that's nowhere near Colorado. <laughs> but anyway, it was halfway near Poughkeepsie. But like they don't show them land and you don't know what's going on. It was just a tough, tough watch.
0: Yeah. No, not good. Um, but yeah, that I was really surprised that none of the favorites made it through and it was just the, it was the five, six, seven, eight seeds. that That just got through and. None of my picks. None of my picks. One, I was very disappointed that night. I will um, say,
1: I, I, the, because of the you know the whole favorites and Shohei and everybody else, like everybody just sleeping on the defending champion. Champion. I guess because he looked unbeatable.
0: Yeah. What's his
1: name? Panda bear from the Mets. I love Peter Alonso. Oh, Peter Alonso. Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Yes, I couldn't think of his name.
0: Panda yeah. bear. Um, so who are real quick because we want to get to mvbs and bums here. Um, who are your socks MVPs for the first half? Are we yeah. all going consensus? Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon. Oh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say Laurie
1: Garcia, but that's only <laughs> because Joey P told me to say that. No, um, is that who is that who you are?
0: I'm thinking, yeah, for me, for the first half of the season, I think it's definitely. I mean, because I would you would like to say Mercedes, but he only cared he was only really there for you know, the first six weeks doing this thing. Um, so, I would say the MVPs of this team so far, are definitely Lynn and Rodon. They've carried that pitching staff.
1: Um, I don't, I, That those weren't my choices. Um, the two I had, I mean, batting and pitching, obviously it's Brayu. Abreu has like freaking 35 more RBIs than the closest competitor, or I mean the closest teammate. Um, without him, who knows where we're at. Um, because that obviously we're depleted, we're injured, people are coming and going and stuff like that. He's been the consistent, he's been the constant, he's been our you know, our captain basically, leading, leading and steadying the ship. Um, and then for pitching, it's tough because yeah, Lynn and Rodon have been awesome. I just for for my like Hendricks has been like as advertised. Um and obviously. In the beginning of the season he wasn't getting enough work, but it's just nice to have that consistent. You don't have to worry about him. He's gonna go out there, do his job, and win you ball games. And and that's a nice luxury that some teams, especially some contending teams like the Astros, don't have at the moment. Um, is just a shutdown fuck you closer. So yeah, it's I got Abreu and Hendricks. Johnny. Um
2: I have a. I mean, I could have played pretty much went easy on this. I could have said T A. You know, obviously, you know, Bray, you and Lancelin. Everybody's, all those guys are having really good years. Um, I'm gonna lump um, these guys together just because with the injuries with Eloy and Robert and Magical, is our reserves. Those guys, the me- the next man stand, you know, coming up and all that. Hamilton, I know, you know. He had a rough weekend, but Garcia, um, uh, I mean, the list goes, goes on, uh, Mercedes, obviously when he, when, when he, in the first, uh, what couple games yeah, or yeah. games in the season, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot of these guys were not slated to be in the roster whatsoever. And when their name got called up, they stepped up. I mean, we we needed reserves to help us out during this time. If if it wasn't for a lot of those guys, we probably wouldn't be in the situation that we were in. Obviously, with yes, we have great starting pitching, no doubt about it. I mean, that's one big reason why we're where we're at because they their ERAs are sick right now. But those reserves uh, deserve um, recognition as well too because they got us also to this point where we are today.
0: Yeah, no, the, the, definitely the next man mentality has been never more true this season. And so- I will say,
1: you, Johnny, you mentioned
0: him. We didn't get I, – I feel like it just
1: kind of went by the wayside. We didn't give enough credit, or at least when Benzo got sent back down. Um, I, obviously, he was struggling, but like Johnny said, he was a gigantic part of the first month of the season. And without him, we might not be in this situation right now. So rest – Rest in peace, Benzo, for the time being. Hopefully, he gets his <laughs> shit together, and then and then uh, we'll see him back when the uh, rosters expand, right? Forty man rosters yep. in September. That's right. We'll yeah. See him so back hopefully, up he gets his shit together. We got and we get the wheels back on the road with
0: Benzo. That's right. All right, we're gonna close out the podcast as always with our MVBS and what a bums. Uh so uh, Peter, you already kind of went with your. You're what a bum with. Yeah. Uh, so right there. You want so to. Elaborate I'll, fin- I'll
1: finish off. Yeah. So Bob Nightingale, obviously, he's the worst of all time. Originally, I had Stephen A. Smith. Uh, you guys saw his his comments on Shohei Atani, And basically, they were just dumb. I mean, Stephen A. Smith being dumb once again, um, being borderline racist. And then he immediately saw the backlash on Twitter and everything and apologize, and i i saw his apology and it was a well-written apology but i mean how many times are these guys going to do this you know the stephen a smiths and the you know like uh skip Baylesses of the world where they just try to say incendiary top things for the sake of ratings and stuff like that and it was stupid stephen a smith you are stupid so he was my bum of the week um my mvb my both most valuable bum and i don't want to call him a bum he's family um max hernandez johnny i don't know if you saw this it's shout out uh cousin javi covet cousin javi's son hit his first home run in little league he posted it on instagram i must have watched the video a hundred times it was so awesome to see he hit one um apple he went apo taco on us um and it was it looked like a walk-off. I, I got the story. I'm gonna keep saying it's a walk-off. It wasn't a walk-off, but it was his first home run. So shout out, um, Max. He must have got his athleticism from his mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did he did he uh, do a nice little uh did he pimp the bat? Did he pimp the no, home the, run? No and bat you know word?
1: what? Old school, old man media and like you know, old school baseball fans will make Max will make him proud. He just put his head down. He ran those bases about as fast as he could. And what was cool was like all of his teammates were, um, were waiting for him at home plate. Um, it was just a cool sight to see. And, and Javi had text me. Um, he said 12 uh, tournament games over the past three weekends. That was the first legit home run over the fence from any team. So like he was, he wow. bombed it.
0: Yeah. So shout out. Yeah.
2: that was that was awesome. definitely a really cool moment. Yeah.
0: Awesome, Johnny. What you got?
2: Um, my bum of the week is um fans, uh, in particular oh, I know, I know English this. fans. English oh. fans. After what happened with what was what what with what was going on with uh, obviously the missed penalty kicks, uh in the Euro finals, a lot of racist racist tweets and just dumb stuff uh going against these guys and these guys are humans These guys are young players there's no need for it uh, whatsoever I did like a lot of people came in support um a lot of the players um I saw David Beckham a lot of the English um uh, celebrities as well too but there's no need for it I mean I get it I mean we're in the, in the heat of the moment you know everybody gets emotional i've you know I'm, I'm one who's uh got to a point where i got upset over you know a sports game but you know it, it's life these guys these guys are human beings this, this is something that they do for a living um you know when when the stuff that happened with with the, i know this is now i'm gonna really talk like old man podcast the stuff that happened with um What's his name? The Boston Red Sox guy in the '86 uh, World Series, who Bill Buckner, who messed that. Uh, yeah, Buckner, yeah. Um, death threats, you know, to him as well too, and you know, obviously what happened with Steve Martin and stuff. Like, I know he's not a player, but obviously, you know, everybody gets so riled up and. In the heat of the moment, their emotions get to the best of them. There's no need for it. Um, another thing I saw over the weekend was the um, Red Sox uh, Yankees game. Uh, somebody uh, threw something at one of the Red Sox players, the outfielder. Um, I mean, I I just don't get why they, fans they, are they doing stuff like We're, We no, yeah, well for asked. life, for 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 life at any MLB stadium. Yeah, good good job on good. that part, uh, pal. Um, because you deserve it. You, you there's no need for that. We just came off of a whole year where we could not go to any sporting event. And now you go to sporting events and now you act like a dumbass. You guys deserve like people like that deserve not to go to any sporting events. Don't cheer for, for them because you do not deserve to to cheer for any of that team. If you love somebody, you do not uh or even love the game. Don't do that. That's just disrespectful altogether. So my my uh, bums of the week are, are, are fans, um, and then my my MVP is uh, of of. I mean, I was ecstatic. I, I didn't want to jinx it, but I kept on hearing rumors about it, and I'm talking about college basketball. My man, seven-foot Kofi Colburn, <laughs> he's back down the Illini. We're, I'm, I'm going with them again because they, they definitely are going to be a top five uh, team uh, once again. Hopefully they have a different outcome. I will say one thing uh, with him back. Um, when uh, Io was out those three games that uh, he was injured, and it was him and Corbello, they beat uh, Wisconsin on the road, Michigan on the road when they were hot, um, and they played a lot better. I feel like with Kof- Kofi coming back to the Illini, he's going to have a better chance to go uh, a lot higher pick going to the, the following year's uh, draft. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad, Kofi, you're back. Love you. I just can't wait for the uh, uh, basketball, college basketball to start again. Go Illini.
1: So, I was going to ask you, were you nervous? When he entered the transfer uh, can- portal and the Kentucky rumors and yeah, so that, and, and all yeah, this so stuff. that
2: was that, So that was the thing. When anybody goes into the transfer portal, they're usually gone. And I I think what had happened was, and what I was hearing from a lot of other people is that Calipari was not even in the works of getting uh, Kofi because it was going to be Kentucky because uh, a lot of the assistant coaches from the Illini went over to Kentucky and one of the guys who um, was recruiting him uh, is one of the Kentucky assistants. Um, But I guess it was never in the works and he, I think it's just the best fit for him because he knows the system. I mean, he's been there. This is going to be his third year. Uh, It's just a lot of big things for him and I'm glad that
0: he's back. Awesome. awesome. All right. And I'm going to close it out here. My I got some good, I got some bad. But we'll start with my bad. My what a bum is the state of Illinois. Because those motherfuckers must think I'm made of money or something. Over $60 to fill up my tank the other day. And then I get my motherfucking sticker renewal notice. $165. These greedy ass motherfuckers just keep on raising every fucking little thing in the state. And it's, it's it's annoying. Like, have they ever tried something besides not raising prices and rates and taxes on on shit? It's like that episode of The Simpsons nope. with beatneck Flanders parents like we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. That is the state <laughs> of Illinois. <laughs> That's I thought you were going to talk, talk
2: about the bear. I thought you were talking about the bear tax.
0: <laughs> no, that's the state of Illinois. They tried nothing and they're all out of ideas. I'm just so sick yeah. of this fucking state just every year, a new tax and fee gets raised. And now it's only cost. It's almost going to cost me 200 bucks a year for my vehicle sticker. So I mean, f- fuck off Illinois.
1: Yeah. I got one more story, but I want to see if it's your MVP or not.
0: Oh, so no, my MV, my MV B um, is my cousin. Um, nope. So story time. We were at the game yesterday and it was a, it was crazy to say the least there was this gentleman who was sitting right in front of us. He was probably late sixties, early seventies sitting there. Guy holding a beard, beard just drops. This guy's, had his eyes rolled back. He, his head he's, he's out. Like I don't know if it passed out from the heat, he had a heart attack. I don't know what exactly it was, but he's not responding at all. Like he's whoever was with him is like, you know, slapping him in the face, trying to wake him up, shake him, and everything. Nothing's happening. You got fans all around him, like motioning like towards the concourse for security. Like we need help. We need help. And you know, my cousin, you know, she just jumped across the railing and started giving the guy like CPR and everything. Like, so she, awesome. she sprung in the, sprung in the action was rubbing his chest and, you know, and then eventually finally like all the first aid people and security came down and you know, the guy, the guy woke back up. So I don't necessarily think it was a heart attack per se. I, as, as, uh, Mr. Waddle says, I'm a few medical credits shy of my degree. Um, but, yeah, he eventually after a couple minutes um, woke back up and he walked out under his own accord. So um, hopefully he was okay. But, yeah, he, they had him all laid on the bench and they were, you know, trying to revive this guy. Um, so it was a craziness. And then as that's happening, Peto hits a home run, like in the section next to us. So crowds cheering and crowds worrying about this guy. It, it was crazy five minutes in, in section one sixty f- crazy five minutes.
1: So no, that's what that was gonna be my story. I was gonna see if your MVB was gonna be first responders because you tweeted out the story, but it turns out your cousin. So that's great news.
0: Yeah, yeah. She uh she no, jumped awesome. in the action right away and and helped you know revive this guy before because the pair paramed- it probably took a good like minute or so before the paramedics finally got over there and and everything. And couple other girls came down from the bleach bleachers and were like we're nurses we're nurses you know and but yeah it was crazy and I, I like i was sitting there i'm holding my beer and nachos and i'm just watching i'm like i don't know what the fuck to do like what do i do like i'm just staying out of the way you know like I'm, i wasn't gonna be the asshole who pulls out his phone and starts recording shit you know that's just not right yeah don't um, do that. no don't do that ever but every time there's a always an accident that's people's first instinct is to take out their fucking phone and record shit so
1: <laughs> just laughing at the sight of you with a beer in one hand and nacho helmet in the other like what's going on
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's definitely like you don't you you don't want to like interfere you don't want to do something that's going to make the situation worse so you kind of just sit there and hope that you know Everything works out and the people get there in time. But yeah, he walked out of his own accord. So,
1: as long as you don't spill your nacho cheese on the poor guy,
0: though, no, that would have been bad. That would, that would, oh, that's a
1: good bit.
2: That, that's definitely real cool that, you know, she, she, she came, you know, to his aid and all that and helped, you know, the guy out. You know, a lot of people would, if, you know, even if they do, didn't know what was going on, some people would, would just probably either let it go or anything like that. But, you know, that's a really awesome story.
0: Yeah. So, um, that's, that's my MVB for the for the week. Um, Again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you comment on us, comment at us, reply. Let us know what your favorite albums of the 90s were. Let us know who your Sox MVPs are for the half season. Let us know if you're Team Gavin, Team Blake. We have a lot to discuss. We want to hear from you guys. And we will catch you. We will actually be back next week because the Bums are having their first outing at a socks game this year yes so
1: wednesday night if you see wednesday us night. at the game come say hi yeah we'll have, s- have a couple of beers with us we'll tweet the bums our will, the bums will be we'll in, in
0: one our- one section 160 so yeah. come hang out with the bums and uh we'll be doing some live tweeting from the game as well so make sure to make sure to catch that so other than that i hope you guys enjoyed and we'll catch you next week
1: Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking
0: mouth. <laughs> good night, Javi. Uh,
2: Bye, Javi. night. <laughs> <laughs>